This is the Casting Lots podcast, and you're listening to Unschooling Scholars. Good evening, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. Today is Wednesday, February 8th, 2023, and this is episode six of Unschooling Scholars. Um, I've got Jason Boilerman here with me tonight. Jason, how's it going? Great. How are you doing, Punky? I'm doing good. I'm truly excited for tonight's uh, lesson, if you will. Um, we're going to be talking about God's creation versus evolution and uh, just the importance of a biblical worldview while homeschooling your children. Uh, we always talk about, you know, having that solid foundation. And um, I think it all starts, you know, right here. You know, we can um, go back and forth on, you know, the different views and whatnot. And so tonight we're just going to kind of, you know, talk about that and, um, you know, maybe put some um, some faith into some people, whoever's going to hear this message tonight. Maybe somebody's kind of been on the fence about that. So all we can do is try and, you know, we ask God that uh, he'd be with us. So before we start, I'm going to go ahead and just open us in a quick prayer. So if you would, please just bow your heads. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, uh, I just want to thank you so much for tonight, Lord, for having Jason be on the show with us here. Um, and for, for all the knowledge that you have given us, Lord, um, we thank you truly for all of the many blessings that we have. And being able to homeschool our children is just one of those many blessings, Lord. Um, I ask that you just use Jason and myself tonight as vessels, as messengers to get whatever word out we need to get out, Lord. And that those who need to hear this message will hear this message, Lord. Um, we pray that you just continue giving us the discernment and the knowledge and, and the courage to speak up against things that so many um, have questions about, Lord. We know that we are in trying times and, um, you know, you, you give us the strength and the courage every day, Lord. We put on that armor and we just keep fighting for you, Lord. So we ask again that you just use us to get your message out tonight, Lord. Be with us and guide us. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So, um, well, we are going to, like I said, we're going to be talking about creation versus evolution. Um, and there's just so many points that we've got tonight. I'm so excited to get started. So, Jason, do you want to uh, talk a little bit about um, apologetics? Sure. sure. Let's let's talk about apologetics. So, um, apologetics is kind of the branch of theology which, which defends Christianity against objections. Um, it uses evidence logic and historical arguments. Um, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is from an article and we'll, uh, we'll throw the, um, the articles and the, the things, some, some, uh, some information up in the homeschooling telegram channel when we're done. Um, but uh, the first argument for apologetics is about causation um, because those who deny the existence of God have a big logical problem. How did everything come into existence? Even if you accept the Big Bang, how did the elements come to exist that exploded into life? Um, what was the cause of this cosmic explosion that accidentally created the ingredients for living organisms? Because um, science shows us we live in a cause and effect world um, and that we do not live in an eternal universe. The universe is continuously expanding. So at, at some point there was a beginning to it all. Um, and the reasons of the existence for God is logical because our world demands there be a first cause which did not need a cause itself. 
um, it points logically that there is an eternal God who's outside of time and space. Um, there's a couple scriptures that support that. Um, by faith, we understand that the universe was created by the word of God, um, so that what is seen was not made out of things that are visible. That's from Hebrews 11.3. Um, from Romans 4.17, I have made you the father of many nations in the presence of the God in whom he believed he gives, who gives life to the dead and calls into existence the things that do not exist. Um, and of course, Genesis 1.1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Um, that it's some, so you can't create um, something out of nothing. Um, that's a question that Christians can easily answer. But atheists will never be able to answer um, because the need for a first cause that did not need a first cause is is illogical. Um, the existence of God is logical and necessary. Well, you think about, you know, like we talked about the Big Bang, right? So let's just say the Big Bang. OK, we're going to we're going to pretend like we're on the other side and we say, well, the Big Bang created everything. You've got two things that would have to clash together to create all this. Right. But who created those two things that clashed together? Somebody, there was always a creator. So even if you believe that, answer that question. Who created the two things that that banged together and created everything? You can't. Right. And, <laughs> you know, and, and the, even the, the, um, the premise for a Big Bang is somewhat biblical because it says in the beginning, God spoke. God said, let there be light. And the sound waves that created when God spoke um, existence out of nothing. Um, if you know anything about vibration and frequency and um, and sound waves, uh, they never actually stop. They may get fainter and fainter depending on um, the initial um, uh, amplitude of what those what those frequency and those waves were. But can you imagine a, a creator speaking? Let there be light. Those. Sound waves are still traveling out into the universe and continuing to create and continuing to create. And science tells us that, and it, and, and it is um, it's definitive. And any scientist worth their salt will tell you the universe is continually expanding. And the reason it is is because God spoke and created. Yeah, I mean, really, all he—that's all he had to do. Let there be light, and there was light. You know. Um, all right. And that leads us to creation, the next part of the yeah. apologetics argument. Yeah, so um, not only does our world demand a first cause, but it also demands a designer. Um, if you look at the ingredients um, that um, that create um, or that, that the universe is made of, there's no way that the complexity of creation um, could have come from chance or happenstance. Uh, I don't care how many billions of years they say the, the Earth is. Um, but it, there's no way that um, mathematically or logically that um, that the universe could be created without a creator. Um, there's actually a lot of um, a lot of scientists who study um, DNA and the human genome that once they started actually doing research and they got out of school and got away from the universities and they got out in the field and they started doing scientific experiments with DNA and with the human genome. Um, they come to one of two paths. Either they say that, yes, all of the evidence goes to support that there is an intelligent design and there is a creator, or no, I'm going to deny that and I'm going to try to disprove it. And they spend the rest of their career in, their in the scientific community trying to disprove um, that, there is, that there's not a God. Well, um, that's like we talked about Lee Strobel. You know, he was a Chicago Tribune journalist. And he, uh, something happened. They were at a restaurant, him and his wife and their daughter. And um, his daughter choked on something. And so this lady just happened to be there and she was a nurse. And she came and she saved the child. And so the wife ended up like turning to God. She's like, it was a miracle. God put her here. And so Lee Strobel, he, um, there's a book out. It's called The Case for Christ. And there's also a good really awesome movie. You should watch it if you haven't already. Um, and so he spends his time as a journalist disproving God. And in turn, he ends up becoming a Christian because of it, because of all the information that he found. He went on this journey, spiritual journey, and he ended up finding out that all the evidence that he was trying so hard to disprove of God 
actually ended up proving that he was the creator. And so, again, that's uh, called The Case for Christ by Lee Strobel. Excellent book, excellent movie. I suggest you read that. And I think that happens with a lot of people. You know, they, they try to disprove what they can't. And then that's just how God works, you know? Yeah. Romans uh, 1, 19, 20 says that for what can be known about God is plain to them because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. Those who deny it are without excuse. And the more humans know about creation, the more evidence we have for the existence of God. The information we keep finding about things in creation keeps getting more and more complex. The more complex our scientific understanding of the universe becomes, the more logical it is for the existence of a designer um, of the universe. Um, people who depend on evolution um, to be their god defy the basic principles of our world. Um, when you build something that has order and structure, which our world clearly has, um, you start with a finished design in mind. It's not like um, you uh, scatter a bunch of Legos out on the floor and uh, expect them to um, build themselves into something. Um, that will never happen. Um, evolution defies that basic building um, law and states what we have is a result of millions of years of life building on itself, not really knowing where it was leading to. Um, and that just doesn't make logical sense. No. Uh, we talk about logic and, you know, I, I think that's a big part of the problem is that uh, there's this video, uh, Greg and Vicki, if you're listening, thank you so much for turning me on to uh, Dr. Jeff, Jason Lyle. Um, he's got a lot of videos out there and they talk about, uh, you know, he's an astrophysicist and so he's got the science behind him, but he's also a Christian and he uses the Bible in, in God's creation to prove his points. And, um, you know, he, he talks about how a lot of people, they base, you know, evolution, it's all on uh, emotions rather than logic. You know, people just, well, God can't be real, you know, and, and you can't change my mind. And so I think that's the problem with a lot of people is that they don't want to, to use the logic. It's just easier to to say no it's not it's not real um real quick i'm going to play this video um again this is dr jason lyle um and he's going to talk about why he believes you know being an astrophysicist why he believes um you know the, the rationale behind all of this and it's a really good point the and maybe there's more than one thing but the most compelling, irrefutable evidence to you that there is a God who create who created all of us and created order? Mm. There's so many that are confirmatory of, of biblical creation. The, the fact that, you know, our DNA has instructions. You've got three billion base pairs times two sets of DNA, six billion base pairs. That's the instructions to make a U. It's pretty amazing. And it's encoded in a molecule. That's awesome. Or, the, or just the, the, the laws of nature, the fact that the universe obeys laws of nature. But I think the, 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 uh, the best one really is just the fact that science knowledge is possible. Uh, because if you think about that, if we're just chance accident of nature, nature how could we know anything? Uh, how could we trust that our own intellect is remotely reliable in terms of understanding truth and being able to discern truth from error and so on? Uh, if we're just an accident, It'd be like a magic eight ball. You know, those old magic eight balls where you'd shake it up and it'd give you a random answer. Wouldn't it be ridiculous to trust in that? Because it's just chance. Now, if our brain is like that, it would be ridiculous to trust in any of our own conclusions. But if we're made in the image of God, if we have the capacity to be rational, if God made our senses and made them to be basically reliable and made the universe and made it to be understandable, then we'd expect, well, yeah, we can, we can know some things because we have a creator. And so I think the fact that knowledge is possible is is the best argument really for God and for and not just any God, the biblical God. Yeah. So that right there, you know, he talks about knowledge, just the fact that our brains, we we have the rationale, we have the logic to to understand the way that things work. That right there, if something just combusted and created us it would just be chaos it would just you know there would this is like an organized fashion that god created everything um and so 
you know, if God, if there, we didn't have a creator, we wouldn't have the ability to understand and, and to have the logic to understand things, you know, like obviously one plus one is two, you know. And it goes back to your conscience too. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that all atheists are immoral um, and you can't do very good things if you don't believe in God. But if you don't have um, a moral standpoint for what good and bad are, um, those good and bad wouldn't exist without God other than in the form of opinions. Um, uh, in one of the articles that we're referencing, um, the author says, if I asked an atheist if murder was bad, presumably they'd say yes. But if they if I ask why isn't bad, things get a lot hazier. Um, all arguments which seek to explain morality, but which deny the existence of God, have a counter argument equally as valuable. For example, you might say that murder is bad not because of God, but because it hurts society. But why is hurting society bad? Many people think that hurting society is good. Lots of people enjoy hurting society. So who can say that one opinion is greater than the, than the other? Um, so we all know that murder is bad, um, and the only logical argument for that is morality and our conscience. Um, Romans 2, 14 through 16 says, For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do what the law requires, they are a law to themselves, even though they do not have the law. They show that the work of the law is written on their hearts, while their conscience also bears witness, and in their conflicting thoughts accuse or even excuse them. On that day when, according to my gospel, God judges the secrets of men by Christ Jesus. So, in other words, um, the fact that people know murder, for example, is wrong. They're following God's law, even though they may not have read the Ten Commandments. Um, it's our basic conscience of right and wrong, which tells us that murder is wrong. Without an existence of a moral being being president uh, or, or presiding over the universe, human conscience is simply opinion. Um, and... That goes into the difference between um, absolute truth and relative truth. And we as Christians believe that God's word is truth and what God says is true. And that's where morality and truth comes from. Um, and the world wants to tell you that truth is relative and what's good for one person is not necessarily good for another person or what's bad for one person is not necessarily bad for one person and um we have a whole society right now that is confused about gender and um and politics and morality because we've been led and it comes from the school system it comes from a humanist standpoint and a, not a biblical worldview but a, a, a worldview that's based on the theory of evolution and um and um and uh, the theory of uh, of humanitarian um, evolution that um, that truth can be relative, and what's true for one person is not necessarily true for another, which is straight from the pit of hell. Well, you know, you talk about conscience, and you think back to when you're a little kid, right? Uh, you've got your mom and your dad, or mom, dad, grandpa, whoever. They're there with you, and you do something, and you know you're not supposed to do it, and you can feel it. it. It's literally, it's a feeling inside of you. It's something that's been coded in our DNA. We know that it's not right. You know, um, hurting somebody, we can see the way that somebody reacts to the way that we do it, and then we feel bad for hurting somebody. You know, that's just something that truly we're born with, and I don't believe that was a mistake, you know, even as adults, like you and I, we know the Ten Commandments, we know what's right, we know what's wrong, you know, and we ask for forgiveness for when we do something wrong. But those who may not know Christ or may not know God, um, they still, even though they don't know God or, or Christ, they still know that what when they do something wrong, that it's wrong. You know, um, it's just something you feel inside of you, you can't necessarily explain it, even if there's nobody watching you. And to tell you, no, don't do that. You still know that it's not right. You know, murder is the perfect example. You know, just the thought of murdering somebody like makes me feel ill, you know, because I know that it's not right um, to take the life of somebody else. But, you know, to, to try to say that, you know, we evolved from something, we were created perfectly in his image. You know, uh, there to me, I just logically, I cannot fathom the idea that this was all by chance. Just, you know, it, it just, it, it was too, it's too perfect. 
you know, for, um, to believe that, you know, how do you explain that? How do you explain your conscience? You can't. Yeah. There is a moral absolute and people um, who are atheists or do not want to believe, who, who deny the existence of God because, you know, it, it is a, it is an intellectual choice to, um, and, and a emotional choice to deny the existence of God. Um, Roman, the verse I just said in Romans, you know, makes that pretty evident. Um, that, um, that 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 choice is is within you, and it's it's you suppressing the knowledge that it's already there. We are all born with the knowledge of God's existence. Um, every single person who's ever been born is born with the knowledge that there is a God. And it's only through indoctrination or abuse or um, or deception that that has been trained out of us. And that's why it's so important that um, you get your kids out of school because every institution, um, every educational institution is, is 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 driving that into your kids. Um, I'll give an example from. I was going to say, Nathan no, put in the chat, he says, it's a nice topic. Imagine being a Christian going to an environmental science school where you literally have to take an evolutionist class. You know, um, for me, being older, I just uh, got my degree actually in the mail today. My associate degree finally came. Um, Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> um, I had to, you know, I learned, I was in high school. I graduated in 2002. So you could do the math there, figure out how old I am. But even then I, I could start to see that things were changing. I remember taking biology and, you know, different things like that. And things were starting to change. Now, 20 years later, here I am, you know, in college and I'm uh, the speech class that I took, just the way that they're teaching different things. It's just like something you wouldn't even think like speech class. They're trying to manipulate and change everything. And I'm, I know better because I was brought up right. I was, you know, uh, taught the, I guess the truth is what I know. Um, but to see this now, now you've got this generation of kids that, that are starting, you know, preschool, kindergarten, whatever. And then they go to college 10, 15, 20 years from now, the things that they're going to be taught. You know, that's why it's so important that we as homeschooling parents, we build that foundation so that if my child does go to college like Nathan, you know, he knew the truth and he could see right through it, you know. And so um, there is so much out there that wants to continuously confuse our children. And so homeschooling our children and teaching them the right way so they can use their discernment that they've been given to know okay i gotta take this class but i don't believe it you know and it's interesting too just to see um other people's point of views because then you know you know what you need to research and come back with to say well this is why this can't be you know um it, it's always good to know the opposing side it doesn't mean you have to believe it you know just like whoever hears this if they don't believe God created everything. Just listen to what we're telling you. You know, there are a lot of facts in this. And scientifically, there's a lot of facts and logic. We have to break these barriers that we've put up. And I'm guilty of it myself, different things. And we have to come with it with an open mind and use logic. We have to leave our emotions at the door and just use this God-given brain and, and just look at things logically and say, you know what, that that can't be right. That doesn't make any sense. You know, um, so that's where the unschooling comes in. We as adults, we have to unlearn a lot of things that we were taught to. Um, and so uh, it's just so important, again, building that foundation, that solid foundation for our children so that they can go out into this world fighting for the truth like we're trying to do here, you know. I was going to say I, I can give a good example for you know what Nathan was saying all, or kind of sparked it to mind. In uh, I'll date myself here. In 1987, I was in seventh grade, and uh, in science class, we were we were exploring uh, creation. And at that time, in 1987, um, there were um, the two main theories: the theory of creation and the theory of evolution. And um, but it was at that time, even then, it was leaning uh, the text and what we were being taught was leaning to um, to the Big Bang and um, the theory of evolution, even though it has never been proven and there's never have been any scientific evidence of um, Darwin's um, theory of evolution. But I can remember 
answering a test at um, the end of that chapter or that 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 uh, semester or whatever it was, and the and the question was, um, how was the universe created? And my simple answer was, God created it. And I remember my teacher pulling me into class afterwards. She she caught me after um, she'd graded assignments, and she brought me into class, and she said. Um, Jason, um, I'm not going to mark this question wrong, but it's not the question that the text was asking because the text was pointing towards the Big Bang. Um, now, fast forward a few years um, in the um, late 90s, um, I was in college um, after working a few years in the field and went back to get my um, degree. And in my physics class, the same question was answered. Um, and I answered the same the question in the same way. And um, I got an, I think I got a C plus on that, uh, on that exam because a lot of the questions related to evolution theory and I answered the questions from what I knew was right. Um, and I passed the class, but that shows you what the education system has been doing to um, us over the years. And that was in the, the late, 90s can you imagine what it's like for our your kids that are in school now i can only imagine you know and heaven forbid you use the word god in a public school now you know it's i saw somebody was arrested in a christian school i think they were a junior they were arrested for for using god in a christian school and i'm just like what is happening here you know and a lot of people say why well, i'm sending my kids to a private school they're safe no if your children are being taught uh, these things in, in even a Christian school, I hate to tell you, it's no, that that's not safe. Um, you know, that that's just truly the only way you know what your children are going to learn and they're going to learn the right way is if you bring them home and you teach them yourself. And, um, you know, I know so many people want to say, hey, we live in a really great school district or we live in a, in a red county. That doesn't matter. It really does not matter because you see and I'm not judging, but you see some of these teachers and you hear the things that they're they're saying. Like I played on uh, one of the episodes, maybe the last one, the one before that. They're teaching these children as young as preschool that when a child is born, you can't call them a girl or a boy. They can choose that for themselves. So you just have to call them them or they, you know. Totally and, yes. And, and even... Even we're talking and evil. science. You know, it, we know it's evil, but it's it's completely illogical, and that's that's the case for or, or one of the the tenets of apologetics and teaching your kids um, from a biblical worldview is that um, all of um, this humanistic teaching that they're getting in school is teaching them to be illogical and not be critical thinkers and um, to believe something that is completely and totally unproven. Well, yeah, um, there's no logic. That's the problem. There, There is no logic. Everything is based solely on emotions. And we are full of emotions. We are human. This is the way God created us. And of course, we all have these emotions. But you have biologically a male and a female. Have you ever seen a male bear pretend to be a female bear? No, because that, that's not how it's meant to be. You literally have male and female and whatever you are born is who you are. Anything, if you choose to be something that you're not, that, you know, 20 years ago, we would have called that mental illness. Now, if you say, you tell somebody who's pretending to be something they're not, now you're the one that's mentally ill, you know, and everything is just so upside down and, and backwards. And biologically, you know, scientifically, a male, somebody born with male parts cannot bear a child because they are not a female they will never be a female no matter how many parts you chop off you will never bear a child i carried five children in my womb okay i am a female i am a, a girl a woman whatever you want to call me that's never going to change no matter how hard i try to pretend which i would never do god forbid but i would never say oh look me i'm a man and i i had five children like no scientifically that's not possible yeah, the last um, the last um, um, evidence for uh, um, or or proof for apologetics or argument for apologetics is is Christ Himself. Um, and to go back what you were saying about Lee Strobel earlier, um, people often confuse the true meaning of proof and evidence. When something's proven, 
it means there could be no other explanation. There are many other possible explanations for the stories surrounding Christ, but we need to examine the evidence to determine which one we believe to be more likely. There are many possible explanations for a crime committed where someone was found there holding a smoking gun, but even if you didn't see the shot, the incriminating evidence would make you a fool to deny what really happened. Um, many claim science disproves miracles in the resurrection of Christ because they defy scientific laws. But if you enter into that investigation without believing miracles cannot happen, then you've already made your determination before you begin looking at the evidence. If God exists, miracles are logical. If God does not exist, miracles are illogical. Um, humans can certainly lie, and humans can certainly die believing lies, but humans don't die for a lie when they know they're lying. That's kind of the situation you have with the disciples. To claim they knew that they were lying is to say they were willing to die for a lie that they knew was a lie. Additionally, lies don't spread with such rapid pace when so many people are forced to lie about what they've seen. The more lies involved, the less likely the lie would be concealed properly. Regarding Christ's bodily, bodily resurrection, it's highly unlikely that so many people would have claimed to have seen him after he died. And those lies would be not be exposed and thus stopping the spread of Christianity. From 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 8, it says, For I delivered you, uh, delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, and then he appeared to Peter and then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than 500 brothers at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have fallen asleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles, and last of all, to as one untimely born, to me, what Paul talking about, because he was uh, not a believer during Christ's life. Paul points out that the 500 who saw Jesus, most of them were still alive when he wrote that. Um, he expected his readers to verify what he claimed. Um, so... Now, Christians who were martyred, martyred for the faith during the early days of Christianity, um, if there was a rumor going around that eyewitnesses lied about Jesus and seeing Jesus' raised body, do you really think those people would still be Christians and willing to die for their faith if they thought it all might be a lie? Um, but their kids are being indoctrinated in public schools to believe lies that have no evidence behind them, that have no truth behind them. When it comes to um, creation and science, they're they're meant to to believe that a theory that has never been proven is the reason for our existence, while all of the evidence points to the contrary. So it's logical for us to make up our own make up your mind and believe what we're all um, born um, knowing that there is a creator. Well, we go back to evolution, right? So. My kids and I, we go, we talk about this often and, you know, evolution, they say we came from like chimpanzees or whatever primate they want to, to, you know, put in there. And so think about it, right? So if we evolved from these monkeys, what are primates, why didn't they all evolve into humans? So why are monkeys still a thing? Why are, you know, orangutans or gorillas or chimpanzees, whatever they're saying? You know, my kids, they're like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Wouldn't they all have transformed into humans over time, evolution? And I was like, well, exactly. You know, and then um, you think about it. Why haven't scientists, you know, again, it's just evolution is a theory, meaning it's never been proven. Why haven't they been able to take a chimpanzee in a lab and make it into a human? You know, why has that test never been repeated in a laboratory? If that's true, you know, you would think right, they, right. they think this this whole time. Why haven't they been able to create a human? Like they're saying that this is how it happened. Um, and so, you know, they always talk about like, oh, well, you know, they found that human and, you know, he was hunched over like, like a primate or whatever. And it actually come to find out this person just had, a, he was hunchback. He had problems with his bones and, you know, they don't want to talk about that. That's the only example I think that they have. And <laughs> they prove that he was just a hunchback person, you know? So again, you know, we want to talk about evolution. It's so easy for people, some people to believe that evolution is a real thing, but then it's so hard for them to believe that there is somebody greater than us who, who created us perfectly, you know, um, why, 
don't birds, why didn't they evolve to have brains like us or fish or, you know what I mean? Like God created everything perfectly. And it's my personal belief. Um, like we talked about last week when we watched that movie um, with the kids, God created everything for us. You know, that's why he created the heavens and the earth and, and everything. And then he created us last is because he created all of this for us, you know, because he loved us so much. And why is it so easy to believe that things can clash together to create everything, which there's really no logic there, but it's so hard to imagine that there's somebody who loves us and created us perfectly. I don't understand. So often, so often um, people who believe in evolution think that uh, the 98% similarity between human and chimp DNA is the evidence of chromosomal fusion. Um, the evolutionist textbooks say that that proves the common ancestry of humans and apes from ape-like beings that lived millions of years ago. But what makes that a myth is that they forget to mention the problems with that. Um, for one thing, the percentage of similarity may sound impressive, depending on what percentage you find, but it still represents millions of letters of difference in the DNA. Um, Factor in that the many differences in the DNA are not represented in the 98% similarity, such as deletions, and the epigenetic differences and the chasm, and the chasm grows. Seeing the history of humans evolving from chimps in DNA and chromosomes require, actually requires a private commitment to evolution. Evolutionists interpret the data to mean what they want it to in the light of Darwin's myth. Um, though there are some similarities between apes and humans, this is too strong an evidence for a common designer who gave humanity characteristics unlike any other creature he's made. Just like you said, he created the animals first, and then he gave us dominion over the animals and the earth. Um, so it's just propaganda. You know, the evolution and Darwinianism has, has never been anything more than a lie. And Darwin actually recanted his total theory on his deathbed. And that's proven fact. You can look it up. He said it was all just speculation. And I never found any evidence to say that there was any link between any of the evolutional theories that I wrote down. And it's so easy for the powers that be to push that idea. You know, everything is truly, you know, they say Satan is the prince of the power of the air, prince of deception. You know, look what he did with Adam and Eve, you know, and to think that he wouldn't still be trying to do that same thing to us today, that's just crazy, you know? And so we've got all of this stuff. And, you know, um, Steve, the one that we, uh, my Bible study instructor, he, he told me we all have a gift, right? And he said, I remember this is probably a year ago. He said, yours is discernment. And ever since I was little, I could always tell a lie from the truth. You know, it was so easy. I could just see through things and, um, not everybody was blessed with that, you know? And so I tried to understand, like, that's why I said, you have to understand both sides of the story. You know, you want to look at all the facts, you know, don't just believe one thing. And you can, whoever's listening to this, you can look up everything that we're talking about and do it for yourself. Like Lee Strobel did. He tried to disprove me. Please do bring facts to me. If you have something, email me at the casting lots podcast at gmail.com. Try to disprove what we're, we're saying. You know, because on that journey, like Lee Strobel, you may very well be led to Christ, you know, because, again, it, it, it's so easy for us to just um, to just take people's words for things. And me, I'm a researcher. I have to research everything before I go spitting information out there. Um, but there is so much proof that we do have this almighty creator and that he does love us, you know, and um yeah, it's hard. You can't, nobody's ever, the thing I always hear about, well, you can't prove that God exists. Well, you can't prove that he doesn't. You prove to me that God does not exist. You bring me those facts. You know, why is it so easy for some people to believe that he doesn't, but so hard to believe that he does when there's no, I know, I can feel it internally. I know God's there. You know, I've felt him ever since I was a young child and I talked to him. And I still talk to him. I, I'm closer with God today than I ever have been in my whole life. And I can tell you from my own personal experience that the more I trust in him and the more I believe in him and the more I turn to him, even on my good days, I thank him for all of my blessings. You know, things are just starting to fall into place. They make more sense, you know. So, sure, you can 
you can try to say evolution is real, you know, and that's your belief. And I'm not going to judge you for it. It's not my place. But, you know, Jason and I, we've done the research for you. We're, we're laying it out here for you. There's so much information. Um, and we talked about the Mandelbrot set, the thumbprint of God. Look that up. That's really interesting. Um, it talks about like these numbers and how, you know, these recursive algorithms, they make like this perfect plot, these shapes. Um, that's the Mandelbrot. M what is it? M-A-N-D-L-E-B-R-O-T set. It's just amazing to, to look at the way that creation is just so perfect. There's just no way that it couldn't be somebody who created us. You know, I just, you can't explain it. Scientists can't explain it. Um, and another thing, they can't explain our, our souls. They, scientists have never been able to to explain that. You know, a lot of times I, you know, we grew up thinking, oh, that's my intuition. When all along, I think that's the Holy Spirit that's been guiding us. You know, ever since you were little, you see these cartoons, you've got the angel on one side and the devil on the other, you know? Why would they put all that stuff in cartoons if it wasn't real? You know, you've got Satan talking to you in your right ear and, and the Holy Spirit in your left ear, you know? Um, that intuition, that's your Holy Spirit talking to you. How, how can you explain that? Because we all feel it. If you're human, you feel it. Where does that, how can they disprove that, you know? There, you know, one of the other myths about evolution is, is that, um, that all sci all real scientists agree that evolution happened, but, um, they make that claim. Um, they, they're relying on the belief that all other only, all other scientists, um, accept that evolution is the only answer too. But you can make the same argument for creation because we could just you could just as easily say that all creationists agree that creation happened. Um, there's a problem with that because even if every single person accepted that idea, it doesn't make the idea correct. The history of science and humanity is filled with majority views being incorrect. Evolution's just another such idea. Um, many scientists accept evolution because the only alternative is design which is against their naturalistic beliefs. They have a prior commitment to keeping any miraculous interaction out of their worldviews, so they just accept evolution by default. Um, but because they can't explain it. Yeah, there's a growing number of They can't explain it, so yeah, they... Uh, the, 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 the truth of the matter is, is that while some evolutionists would like creationists like us not to exist, we do. And it's past time for the myths of evolution and the myth of evolution itself to be dismissed once and for all. Um, it's from an art, another article, and we'll, like I said, we'll 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 post these in the in the homeschooling uh, Telegram chat, but um, or email um, email uh, castinglots um, at gmail.com, and and uh, Punky will send them to you. Um, but it's it's still it's 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 a matter of choosing to believe a lie when it comes to um, evolution versus creation. All of the evidence points to there being a um, intelligent designer. All of the evidence points to be us being created beings and for the earth to be very young and not very old. Well, here from Apologia, you sent me this link here. It says, what do all scientists have to believe to study science? And it says, they have to believe that the universe is rationally intelligible. Science is methodical, and it follows very specific rules. If the universe and everything in it were randomly affected by chance happening, science would not be possible. And it refers to Isaiah 45, 18. He made the world to be lived in, not to be a place of empty chaos. And the constant numbers in creation, numbers that were discovered but not created by science, never change. We can know the constant for the speed of light, gravity, electron mass, proton mass, neutron mass, and gas because they are indeed intelligible and they're the same throughout the universe. Even the youngest children can grasp the structure visible in the world around them. For example, the sun always rises in the east and sets in the west. Seeds sprout and grow and ultimately produce more seeds. Tomato seeds give us tomatoes. Bean seeds give us beans. And Proverbs 3.19 says, The Lord by wisdom founded the earth, established the heavens and understanding. And again, that goes back to, to our logic and to knowledge. So yes, the sun for since the beginning of time has always 
been in the same place and it's always going to set in the same place. And God gave us seeds to keep, you know, replenishing the food. This, there's no way that anybody can convince me that this was not all by design. There's no way that this was a, by chance, by accident. Just everything is just so perfect. You just watch, you know, even the thought of a newborn baby. You hold this beautiful little being, you know, 10 fingers and 10 toes and two eyes. And, and you just, you hold this life in your hands and it truly is a miracle. You think about how we start out as, you know, the egg and, and you watch this, this little tiny being grow. You cannot explain it. There's no scientist that can explain it. it truly is a miracle. And when no, you it, truly, you, you think logically, there's just no way that this was all by chance. Oh, it's often been said that there are no atheists in foxholes. I would, would venture to say that there are also no atheists in, um, in delivery rooms as well. No. No, you, you know, for the longest time, I always wanted to be a mom. You know, that was always my biggest thing. And when I lost my first child, it about killed me, you know, like my heart. I thought I'm going to die from a broken heart. And even that to feel those emotions, you know, something you love, this, this, this little perfect being, you know, and, and then when I finally held my first child, just looking at it. And again, you know, everybody having, you know, um, 10 fingers and 10 toes and think about trying to, to write without a thumb. You know, we have these opposable thumbs and trying to write. God created us perfectly so we could use these tools and all these things that he gave us. There's, there's just no way you can convince me otherwise that this was not by some amazing creator that loved us so much. It just, no, not at all. You know, so for those of you that are so for those of you that are homeschooling, um, I would I would uh, definitely recommend um, the Apologia um, Science Curriculum. I've been in it for two years with my um, uh, eighth grader. Uh, he's now a sophomore, but uh, um, uh, started out in eighth grade, and uh, it's 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 really a good curriculum. And we gave some references to that. Um, so. Um, for actual homeschooling curriculum, um, and there's lots of good curriculums out there. I'm just saying that that I found that that one was uh, the, the best um, for me, um, um, and it really explains um, the biblical worldview and and explains the science and how science um, helps us to understand God and how and the world around us. So um, that's a I think that's a really good reference. We're going to start looking into that next year. I'm going to, over the summer, I'm going to look more into that because the more I'm looking into that apologia, it looks really good. Not that I love Abeka. Abeka is great. Oh. Um, and then, too, you mm -hmm. talked about the Truth Project. Can you kind of explain? Because yeah. I want to look into that, so too. So the Truth Project is, it's rather, it, it's it's a few years old. Um, I first, and I didn't, um, I didn't watch it when it first came out, but I watched it about 15 years ago. It's a series of um, video episodes. It's um, it's by Focus on the Family, and I think Del Tackett is the uh, presenter. But it's presented in a um, um, in like a university classroom setting, um, and it not only not only goes over science, but goes over philosophy and um, morality and um, and religion and um, and it just really presents a really good biblical worldview. Um, it's not meant for grade school kids. It's it's above the grade school kid level. But if you have um, if you have kids who are going to homeschool in middle school or high school, I would highly recommend you do it and do it as a family. Um, it does. There's a cost for it. You have to you have to buy the. Um, uh, and you can watch them online or you can buy the DVD series, whichever is appropriate for you. But um, and they're they're, uh, I think, about an hour or an hour and a half long. Um, but there are incredible scriptural and scientific and um, um, and educational resources that are there that um, they're they're really, really great. It, it I was I'd been a Christian for 20 years when I read it and I, it blew my mind when I when I saw some of those uh, saw some of those videos and listened to some of those arguments. And it's it's presented in a way that um, there are people that were in the classroom when they did it that were not Christians. 
um, but they, it was meant to show them a biblical worldview. And um, yeah, so the Truth Project, um, it's by Focus on the Family, another really good, really, really good resource. Um, yeah, that looks really good. I looked, um, you can buy the video curriculum. It's 13 hours of video lessons, insight from biblical experts, along with a full color study guide and a journaling section for $99.99, which I am going to look into that. My oldest is going to be 13. And so I think that would be really good. Um, yeah, and if you can't, if, if, if $100 seems like a lot for you, find another couple homeschool families who have kids your same age and do it together. I, I did it the first time in a small in a church small group. We did it. We did it together um, as a small group with about eight of us, and um, we just pulled our resources and and got the DVDs at that time because it wasn't offered online. But um, but it's uh, it, it it's it's eye opening even even if you've been a Christian for twenty years, it uh, really cements some of the truths that are in um, in in the Bible and um, for, and not only not only for science and creation versus creation versus evolution, but also for, like I said, philosophy and morality and um, just looking at things from a biblical worldview. Um, another good resource for homeschool parents is Answers in Genesis. Just look up AnswersInGenesis.com. Um, that's uh, um, a website. I think that the uh, the author of that website is Ken Ham. Um, and uh, you can hear him on a lot of Christian um, radio broadcasts and, and uh, podcasts and a lot of things. But there is a ton of information on that website as it relates to creation and, um, and maintaining your biblical worldview and archaeological things and um, historical and, um, and physical characteristics of our world that point to uh, there being um, that the, that creation is the real answer and evolution is just um, uh, deception. Yeah, there truly there is so much. Uh, Jason sent me a lot of good information. Again, I can share that on my Facebook page and my Telegram page. I'll share all those links and and uh, it, it just really the more you look into it and you see just the way that everything was just created so perfectly. You know, it all starts to make sense. And again, you have to leave your your predispositions at the door. You're, you know, let that wall down and just come with this with an open mind. You know, sometimes it's really hard for us to understand things that we can't see. You know, um, that's your faith. That's where your faith comes in. And they say, um, you know, small as a mustard seed, that's all it takes. And the more you look into it, and I've got goosebumps thinking about it, the more you look into it and the more you research and you read the Bible and it, it just everything fits so perfectly. Um, and we've done Bible studies on this and I'll have to have Steve on here one night to explain it because he just explained all of the, the mathematical equations and it, it's just impossible for this to just all be by chance, you know? And so um, really, if there's anything you take from this, I just hope that, you know, you get your kids out of these schools because whether you believe that God created you or not, just a lot of the things that they're teaching in these schools that a boy could be a girl that you don't need God to tell you that's not true. <laughs> you know, like it's logic and we have to get back to logic and the biggest thing with homeschooling your children is that you're teaching them how to be free thinkers. You're teaching them to think for themselves and you're guiding them on this path to truth. You know, that that's what this is all about is about truth. We have been lied to for years, history and just everything around us, you know? And so getting back, building that foundation to truth, it starts here with the Bible. That, that should be the number one book in your homeschooling classroom or, or home, wherever you are. That book should be number one because there is so much history in that book. You know, there's just um, so many answers. I know we spend our lives, uh, even as adults, just searching for the truth. And I found it through God. I found that truth. And I know that sounds so cliche for some people listening, but like, oh, roll your eyes. That's okay. You know, and I'm going to pray for you that you get to see the truth that we have been seeing. And I just, Again, I encourage you, if you can disprove anything that we said tonight, please come on the show. I would love to hear it because, you know, um, maybe again, you'll, you'll find your way to God, to Christ. Um, but Jason, thank you so much for, for all this information. You've loaded me down with information. I've got a lot more research to do and we're going to have to do another show 
on just a lot of this, you know, we'll pick like one thing and we can just really deep dive into it because um, gotcha. evolution, <laughs> it's just like, you know, the, the Ocom's razor, you know, which one is more, which one, you know, the one that makes more sense is the right answer, you know, and evolution, you look at God's evolution, is the, uh, evolution is the lie from which um, um, relative truth and um, all of the things we're dealing with in our society from transgenderism to um, the um, to no moral absolutes. Um, it's the lie that the enemy used to start indoctrinating um, people years ago. And um, the scientific community has built on that lie for years and years and years. And it is only a theory. It has never been proven. Um, nope. And it is, um, it is one of the greatest deceptions that um, the enemy has used to uh, separate people from what they really know to be true in their heart of hearts. Oh, and that's actually, you know, that, that's so true. You, you know, and you can feel it. And Wade said a lot of this came from the 16th century. Copernicus, Kepler, Galileo, Newton. You know, when you think back to the Dark Ages, you know, they... They didn't want people to read. They took the Bible and they changed it, chained it to the pulpit. They didn't want people reading the truth. Why would they do that with the Bible? Why would they keep people from reading the truth, you know? And then they changed everything. It's like history is always being rewritten. And again, you want to find the truth. It starts in the Bible. That is the first place you should absolutely start. And if you're new to reading the Bible, I grew up Catholic. We were never encouraged to read the Bible. Um, and, uh, I just started reading the Bible myself a few years ago, really deep diving into the Bible. And the more I read it and the more I study, it's one thing to read and another to study, right? And I'm actually studying the Bible in, in understanding. Like it, it all makes sense. It's all clicking. And so, you know, I encourage everybody, read the Bible. If you've got a Bible or you don't have a Bible and you need a Bible, let me know and I'll send you one. Because I, you know, our children need to start reading and understanding and as they get older i know i've got a king james and sometimes it's a little difficult to understand but there's so many different translations out there you know the founder's bible it's got a lot of history in there um it's an amazing homeschooling resource you know um starting your day the more with the you bible. read the bible the more the bible reads you <laughs> that's um, right and it's so funny because you could read one verse today and go back a year from now and read it again and it's got a whole completely different meaning you know, yep. it's just amazing, Absolutely. really. It's it, living it, and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing absolutely. even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, bone and marrow, discerning the thoughts and intents of the heart. Amen. Yes. Um, well, we're right about at seven. Jason, would you like to close us in prayer tonight? Sure. I, w I would be honored to. All right. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time that uh, we've spent together on the podcast, um, trying to explain um, the um, evidence of creation in our lives and the deception that evolution is, Lord, and the importance that having a biblical worldview is when we're homeschooling our kids. It's the foundation for um, everything because it comes from your word and it comes from the evidence that we see in creation, Lord, the, the scientific proof. Um, the, um, the, the, the tests that can be done, the archaeological um, evidence is all there that says that what you have said in your word is true. And so, Lord, I just pray that um, for those that are, um, that are thinking about homeschooling, that they would um, take this into consideration, that they would make it a foundation for what they're doing in, um, in their kids' lives, Lord. Um, for those that uh, are helping homeschoolers or or um, or, or, or joining a pod group or whatever else the case may be, Lord, that you would just um, encourage them to look up some of these resources um, and to delve into uh, the lie of evolution because it is a foundation upon which so many other lies have been built upon. Lord, I just pray that you would continue to um, speak to us through your Holy Spirit, speak to us through your word, um, open our eyes to what truth is and help us to... Um, um, understand and ascertain what the lies of the enemy are. Um, Lord, that know, help us to know that truth is not relative, that uh, the truth is absolute, that there are rights and wrongs, that there is um, a moral code that you call us to live by, um, and that some things are just true and some things are not, because that's the way that you created the world to be. Um, 
and just pray for everyone that's uh, listening to this podcast now live, Lord, or will listen to it later, Lord, that you would strengthen and encourage them in their hearts, in their walk with you, um, and on their journey in homeschooling. And we ask everything in your Christ's Son's Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much, Jason, for being on again. It's always a pleasure to have you on here. You know, it's so nice well, to have me, Punky. Yeah, you presented so much great information tonight. Again, I'm going to share that. Um, and if you're not listening live or you're not on social media and you want me to email some of this information to you, I will be more than happy to do that. Uh, just send an email again. My uh, email is the casting lots podcast at gmail.com. You know, I just, I truly, I encourage so many people. Um, a lot of people too are on the fence. I think we're all kind of seeing what's going on in this world and we know things don't really make sense. And we've witnessed that even the experts are wrong. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? You can reach out to me too. My email is scripted-improvisation at protonmail.com or get a hold of me on the Telegram channel or uh, uh, the Bards channel um, or look up Boilerman09. Um, that's my other moniker on any other social media. So uh, you can usually find me there. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Jason. We'll definitely have to plan another great show tonight. I mean, this was just amazing. I love learning. You know, learning is the key to life. You know, we're just constantly seeing, learning new things. And um, really, truly, thank That's you so amazing. much for being here. One, one of the amazing things about being a homeschool parent is, is that you get to learn right along with your kids sometimes. <laughs> yes. I can't tell you how many things I've learned myself. And I'm like, oh, yeah. You know, like baking is just, it's been so much fun. I was never a baker. And I'm learning how to make bread and, you know, all this other stuff. So, you know, we learn with our kids. We truly, truly do. And they say the best way to to learn something is to, to teach it, you know. So we're, we're teaching our children and we are learning in the process. And so, you know, I'm sure God is smiling down and it probably shakes his head a lot at me. You know? <laughs> but we're learning. And it's just it's been a beautiful experience spending this time with these little people and learning so much more about them and just watching them grow into these amazing you know, God loving creatures. And it's just, I'm so blessed. I truly, truly am. So um, I thank you all so much for joining us here tonight. Um, and I hope you all have a great evening and God bless you all. Ever since the formula bottle Desensitized Everything we knew about our problems And now we're all roaming the land Saying now did this big lie start It's time to put our faith in Him Cause it's gone too far Oh, I believe He died for me and for everyone Anything can be achieved When you count on God Who's gonna take the lead By putting their life on line Who's gonna show the children What is wrong and what is right Who's gonna take the lead By putting their life on line of Christ washes every sin by the minute the sheep are blind all because their mind is a prison and now they're all roaming the land saying how did this big lie start it's time they put their faith in him cause it's gone too far oh I believe he died for me and for everyone Anything can be achieved When you count on God Who's gonna take the lead By putting the life on line Who's gonna show the children What is wrong and what is right Who's gonna take the lead By putting the life on line
putting their life on the line Who's gonna show the children What is wrong and what is right He's gonna take the lead Show them.